Good morning. It's Get Connected with Mike Agarbo and Andy Barrar. Lots of cool stuff on today's show. Of course, we'll be going open line later on in the program. After the next break, we'll uh, be discussing whether size matters when it comes to phablets. Smartphones. Smartphones. Phablets. A.K.A. phablets. Lots of uh, tech news this uh, week, uh, Andy. Something that really caught my eye and kind of, uh, I think, a foreshadowing of the future of television. CBS announced down in the U.S. uh, that they are going to begin offering a standalone web subscription service. So if you want their channel, and CBS is one of the big guys down there, uh, you know, like the ABCs and NBCs, uh, you can get it. For five ninety nine a month, you get access to CBS, CBS, sorry, and that's basically a live feed of their their channel through the internet to your computer or your device, and uh, on demand access to all their programs as well. So basically, they're including talking, MacGyver. Well, well, that that if the, if thank you, God, that's why you should sign up just yeah. for MacGyver, if anything. But they're really trying to target two dem- demographic groups. The cord cutters, the people that have cut their cable subscriptions and no longer get CBS because they're watching their, all their content online. And also the millennium generation of cord nevers. These are the people that grew up in college um, with a laptop watching all their programs online. Suddenly they're buying houses, starting families, and they realize, I don't think I really need or want a cable subscription. So at the same time, that's a, a big growing group. I'm actually one of them too. I've never had a cable subscription I've used everything online. So really? You've never had cable TV? Never paid one month of cable. And it's funny because the internet service providers are always trying to bundle. Yeah. They're like, oh, we can give you a home phone line and cable and your internet. I'm like, I only need one of the three. So yeah. just give me the best deal for that one. And, and that's a growing group of people that don't need a cable subscription. So CBS is going to try to offer that by giving them a monthly fee to get MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> well... Uh, Besides MacGyver, it's uh, basically all their other programming as well. Uh, Past and present. Yes. Um, and you'll, you know that the other guys are going to be following suit very, very quickly. Obviously, I, I would think within the year. But uh, does this open up a whole new kind of craziness? Because right now, the nice thing about the cable TV subscription, um, although you do get a bunch of channels that you probably don't want, uh, at least it's kind of all bundled together in one kind of little package price. Do we have to go out now and get Netflix, CBS, Global TV, you know, all for like 6 to $8 a month? That's going to get crazy. Well, not only that, HBO. HBO also made the announcement that they're going to offer an online subscription base. H- HBO Go, that's right. Yeah. So I don't know if this is good for the consumer. If you, if you think about it, if you like CBS content, you like HBO content, you like Netflix, suddenly we have to pay for all of these now on a monthly fee. Yes, Suddenly, cable looks kind of attractive. And suddenly, your internet bill is going to go up because the internet service providers are going to be charging you on how much traffic you're downloading to your your home. It's... Like the biggest part of my monthly bill right now uh, is my internet access. It's yeah. higher. It's higher than my cell phone. It's higher than my cable TV. I pay $95 a month for my internet because of all the amount of stuff I'm downloading, because we've got five people in the home. I just read an article the other day. They said the average Canadian household spends $180 for internet, television, their phones, everything together, bundled up, and that's only going to go up if we start to see the, the CBSs, the HBOs of the world. So is that appealing to you? So you, you don't have cable TV? No. So is that appealing to you that you could perhaps get 
CBS or, or like global TV for like six bucks a month? You know, and so let's just put a caveat in there. So this CBS announcement, okay, six bucks, you get all of their programming except things like sports, NFL. There's no NFL games included in that. Well, that's the really what is attractive about cable subscription because the two things I don't get right now by having no cable is live sports and the news. And so I solved the news aspects with one of those over-the-air HD satellites yes. that I have so I can get free HD channels of all the local broadcasts. But I have not watched an NFL game all year right now, and it's basically watching highlights online. And I, so, I do miss out on that. So would you pay like six bucks a month for if, if they if they provided NFL in that package? But, yes, but they're not. So but they're not. So what if they charge ten bucks a month and you got the sports? You know what I can see happening is people would get it for one month and then they would drop off. So you're not going to see that month to month basis. Maybe during NFL season, I'm I'm a subscriber and then suddenly, after the season's over, you know you take a couple of months off. It's going to be very competitive right now. Like, watch what NBC does. Watch what ABC does. All the big broadcasters in the U.S. They're going to have to uh, change the entire business models and to move everything online. Looking at some other tech news, uh, we're seeing a lot of wearable technology happening now. You know the little smart watches. You've still got yours on. Um, is it charged? You've yeah, got the Motorola charged. 360. Yeah, yeah still got some week. Juice. Is what is this week four? Week four, I haven't took it off. I actually found value in this watch. It's the really? only watch that we've that's come through our studios, which I've kept on after two weeks. And it, you're going to keep wearing that thing? I think so. That thing's yeah. huge. It, it doesn't it, look that bad. No, it's like having a, you got like a, a dinner plate on your, it, it, your arm. It definitely makes for conversation pieces because people <laughs> see it glowing every once in a while, and they're like, what is that? Yeah. But um, what, what arcade do you hang out in? <laughs> is that the conversation? No. Just wait till the Apple Watch comes I know. out. I know I, you're going to be I'm going to have one of them, yeah. Uh, so Will I Am, uh, famous artist, music artist, yeah. uh, part of the Black Eyed Peas. Uh, he's been known to be kind of a techie guy. He mm-hmm. uh, used to be a creative consultant over at Intel for a while. Uh, he's l- launching his own uh, wrist-mounted wearable phone, I guess, or smartwatch. Yeah, so it's a watch and a phone in one. What do you think? It's called the Pulse. Just, uh, that's Pulse without the E. You've seen it, right? Yeah. It's huge. The thing <laughs> This is not a fashion piece. It looks like one piece. of those alcohol monitoring bracelets, so, yeah. you know, <laughs> that alert the police if you've had alcohol or if you've left your home for any you, distance. You know what he's going to have to do to sell this this Pulse watch phone? Uh, I don't know, pay people to he's wear He's going to have to get all the black IPs to wear it. He's yeah. going to get all his friends to wear it because it does not look cool. It's huge. It's massive. You got to look this thing up online. If you if you're near a, a web browser right now, it's uh, Will I Am and his Pulse watch. P U L S. Uh, I mean, it's it's like twice the size of a person's wrist. Yeah, it's totally like, like Inspector Gadget yeah. style um, wearable. I, I like the idea, but uh, I th- I think the technology has to get these things a lot thinner. And a lot smaller. But that's the problem. The thinner and smaller you get, the less functionality you have from it. Yeah. And so with Apple, what they're really trying to do is they're trying to create an entire Apple ecosystem, like dedicated apps for your smartwatch. Yeah. So at that point, you're going to have to have it as a certain size. They're trying to go from the fashion aspect. They're trying to make it cool that you would actually wear this. But um, it's it's kind of weird. The, the one that I'm wearing, this is from Motorola. It's the Moto 360. All it does is push notifications from my phone to the watch. 
So if someone sends me a text, rather than having to reach my phone to see what that text is, I can look it up on the watch. That kind of uh, has, has been beneficial. It's actually added value. But um, do I want apps on the watch, dedicated apps? I, I don't know yet. And that's what we have to wait to see what the Apple Watch does and to see if people are actually going to buy it. Because one of the criticisms of Apple is they haven't made a new category in a long time. It's been four years since they introduced the, the iPad. Yeah. So now they're not creating a category. They're jumping into a category that's already been created by others. Uh, you know, from what I've seen of, of you know, the, we saw the demo back a few weeks ago. I, I think it's probably one of the few ones that I've seen so far that are heading down the right track on there. Like, I'm kind of excited to see it. Like this, again, this one from Will I Am, the Pulse Watch. Um, they even show a picture of like a little keyboard on there so you could type message. I can't even explain how small the keyboard is. Like, you'd have to have a Smurf with you to, to get in there and actually type in your, in your, in your messages. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, does size matter for Samsung and Apple with smartphones getting bigger and bigger? What's the future? We're going to be talking with Ted Christonis, uh, tech journalist over at the Globe and Mail. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. Don't worry. Later on, we'll be going open line, taking your tech calls and questions. Does size matter? I remember uh, back in the day, it was cool to have a small cell phone. These things were getting smaller and smaller, and now they're just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And even Apple has uh, joined the gang uh, with their new iPhone 6 Plus with a 5.5-inch screen. Now Google joined also with the Nexus 6, a 6-inch smartphone just came out earlier this week. It was announced. How big is too big? Well, on the line right now, we have uh, our guest. His name is Ted Kritsonis from uh, the Globe and Mail. You can also see him in the Calgary Herald. Thanks for uh, joining us on the show today, Ted. Appreciate it, Mike. How are you? Good, thank you. Uh, super interesting. Uh, these phones are getting bigger and bigger. What's the market like for the larger smartphones? Well, I think right now it's um, it's it's sort of. I think there's a segment of consumers that really want that screen size. Uh, I mean, we should also bear in mind that this kind of happened by accident. Uh, it was when Samsung launched the first Galaxy Note that really sort of set this thing in motion. And at that time, I think, including me, I was skeptical that a device like that could actually be viable, uh, and people caught on to it. I mean, Samsung initially was pointing at the stylus, the S Pen, as being the main feature of that phone. But it turned out as the screen that actually resonated more with people. And as you've seen since then, there's been a lot of Me Too-type uh, devices, and uh, they just keep getting bigger and bigger. Well, it's interesting, uh, like you're mentioning, the Samsung uh, Galaxy Note. Uh, they launched it in 2011. Uh, it had a 5.3-inch display. I remember when this thing came out, yeah. uh, Andy and I, you know, we were making fun of this thing, right? It's like you know, putting a, a tablet to your head. Uh, and we're thinking, you know, is this thing going to really take off? But uh, it really has opened up uh, a large segment of the market, hasn't it? It has, yeah, it has. And I, and I think I think part of the reason why that maybe that's happened is because uh, phones, in a lot of ways, are still consumption devices. So you know, uh, you want to watch your videos, and and uh, you know, you want to stream YouTube and that sort of thing. Uh, you may want more real estate, I guess, to do that. And as the resolution of these displays gets higher and higher. You know, like 1080p is like a, you know, it's like a regular feature now for for a flagship smartphone. Actually, it's not even good enough in some cases. 
uh, where they're going even beyond that. Um, it's it's crazy, uh, and I think so. It, it kind of goes hand in hand. Uh, I, the, the way I see it is, you know, you're going with a higher resolution screen. Uh, there may be you may feel that you need to go with a bigger display as well. As I'm speaking from a manufacturer's perspective, uh, you know, and and if the consumers are demanding it. Uh, and they're all over it, which it seems like they're starting to. I mean, for Apple to also <laughs> make a bigger screen, which they more or less didn't want to, I think, uh, for a long time, uh, really tells you something about where the market's gone. Well, Steve Jobs said, he goes, I want to make sure that you can have the iPhone will always be able to use with one hand. And the fact that now we see the iPhone 6 Plus at five and a half inches I wonder if he's rolling in his grave right now going, no, I told you not to do this. But they really followed suit. And it, it all started with Samsung. Like, like you said, back in 2011, when we saw that, we didn't know what it was. It was so confusing. And that's how that term phablet came about. It was a bunch of tech journalists trying to figure out what this device was. And now you look, there's over 50% of smartphones are over five inches. Well, I'm just yeah. wondering, I'm wondering how big is too big? You uh, mentioned, Andy, uh, Google has a new one coming out, the Nexus 6, which is a 6-inch screen. Uh, so, you know, the larger ones we're seeing right now, the Samsung Galaxy Note 4 is out. Uh, it has a 5.7-inch screen. Do you think 6 to, is too big, Ted? I think, um, uh, you know, I think it depends. Uh, I think one thing we, we, we will notice going forward is that the screen size will be commensurate with the size of the phone itself. What I mean by that is if you, if you, compare, uh, if you compare a phone even from three or four years ago uh, and it was maybe a four-inch display, uh, if you look at the bezel around that screen and compare it to a phone that's coming out now, the bezels are a lot thinner now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and TVs, I mean, the, the, the paradigm is the same on TVs, too, because that's exactly what's happened there. Uh, phones are actually, in an ironic way, are following sort of what TVs have been doing over the years, where the bezels just keep getting smaller and smaller to the point where, I mean, there will barely be one, uh, it seems. You'll have a six-inch screen, but the actual size of the phone might be akin to a five-and-a-half or even a five-inch uh, you know, potentially because the bezels will be just be so thin all around the, the display. I wonder what this does to the uh, the smaller tablet uh, market. You know, we see with uh, Apple, they've got the iPad Mini. They just uh, you know did a refresh of that this week with the new uh, iPad Mini three and new iPad Air two. Um, do you think this eats into the sales of the smaller tablet market? Oh, I think no question. But I think it eats into the the sales of the seven inch uh, tablet. Yes, size. I think the I think the eight inch will become the new standard. For a and it pretty much already has um, the the eight inch will become I think the new standard for a smaller size, the seven inch uh, tablets I, I just don't see a long term future there. I, I think that the phones are just creeping up and pushing uh, tablets to go uh, to eight basically to at least have a better a bigger differentiation uh, on display. So Samsung, you know, they've been doing the larger uh, Note models there for a few years now. Apple has just jumped into the fray as well uh, this year with the iPhone 6 Plus. Beautiful phone. Um, do you think they'll be able to be competitive against uh, Samsung? Yeah, I mean, I think, well, people were clamoring for a bigger iPhone. Uh, I, I, Apple didn't do this because they felt that, uh, you know, oh, we probably should do this. I, I think they recognized that there was a demand uh, for this type of product. Uh, in fact, people were expecting it last year. So, you know, the 5S and the 5C, when they launched those, I think some people were kind of grown. They're like, really, guys? You know, another 4-inch display? I think there was a demand. 
uh, for that. And Apple is just basically listened to their customers and said, okay, you know what, fine. Uh, we'll not only make one, we'll make two bigger phones, and then you can decide which one you want. Um, so it, it's they, they definitely want to compete uh, with Samsung and others in that as far as the dis larger displays go. Uh, but I think also they recognized that uh, there there was a demand. People did want a bigger iPhone. Well, it seems to be that way so far. They had record uh, amounts of uh, pre-orders. How much was it, like $10 million Yeah, for pre-orders? The, the most successful yeah. launch. Yeah. I mean, they didn't really yeah. break down the numbers between the two. Uh, but then, you know, you're also hearing they're launching in China now as well. And the pre-orders there are, you know, rumored to be in the $20 million, uh range. So, uh, you know, it, it looks like that uh, strategy has worked. It's not going to be cannibalizing sales of anything. It's actually bringing them incremental sales. No, and in fact, I would even say that, you know, in addition to the 7-inch tablet, sort of the demise of the 7-inch tablet, I think this, spell, this spells the demise also of the 4-inch uh, display on a smartphone. I, I, I don't see, once the 5S and the 5C are sort of, uh, you know, discontinued probably next year, uh, then that's it. I don't think we're going to really see 4-inch displays, not, especially not in anything close to a flagship phone. Definitely not. Very cool. Well, I want to thank you for joining us on the show. Uh, where can people find out more information about you, Ted? Uh, on Twitter, uh, at ByTeddyK. Uh, and uh, you, just like you said, I'm uh, in the Calgary Herald every week, uh, both in print and online, uh, in the Globe sometimes as well, and various other publications. Um, but uh, definitely uh, follow me on Twitter, and uh, I'm always tweeting uh, stuff that I'm doing. That was uh, our friend Ted Kritsonis, uh tech journalist. We're going to open up the phone lines, taking your tech calls and questions. 604-280-9898. If you're phoning long distance, there's a toll-free number, 1-877-399-9898. Again, 604-280-9898. Going open line here on Get Connected. When we come back from the break, we will take your calls. We will also tell you about the contest this week uh, as well. It's a super cool prize. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. We're opening up the phone lines now. We want to take your uh, tech calls and questions. If you need any buying advice for tech gear or if you need some on-air tech support, we can help you with that. 604-280-9898. Anywhere else in Canada, 1-877-399-9898. So Apple had their big uh, launch event for their new iPads for the holiday season uh, this week. Uh, also announced uh, Apple Pay is starting to roll out down in the U.S. I don't know if you noticed this, but the day before Google made their launch for the new Nexus line, their, yep. their Nexus phone, Nexus tablet, all of a sudden during this day when everyone was talking about Google online, suddenly there was a leak. Apple accidentally leaked the specs for the new um, Air 2, iPad Air 2. <laughs> And everyone's like, oh, Apple made a mistake. It was not a mistake, in you my don't think opinion. So? I think it was on purpose. They were looking at what was going on on social media and said, okay, there's too much Google talk. Yeah. And so then what they said it was probably, let's just put up a, a picture of the new iPad Air 2 on our site for about 10 minutes. Somebody will grab a screenshot and we'll take it back off. And so somebody did grab a screenshot and then suddenly everybody was talking about Apple again. So. I think that was very a, strategic, a strategic leak on Apple's part. So we kind of knew. And that's one thing that's, I guess, it's kind of disappointing now. Like We still always look forward for these Apple events because we never knew what was going to happen. There would be a rumor mill, and then we would kind of see what would happen. Now, it's, and this happened with the iPhone 6 and the 6 Plus. Everything that we hear about is just being confirmed. So there's really no nugget that, that we didn't know about. 
I, you know, I just, yeah, it, it's hard, right? Like when you have this many people interested in something like that, I'm surprised that they can keep any secrets. But it was Steve Jobs. He was so uh, intimidating that yeah. people that would leak it would be afraid. They'd if you, go missing. <laughs> if, you, if you were on his bad list, yeah. um, you, you better watch out. Like that guy, he, if he was mad, he'd go right after you. So now that he's gone, people are, I think, more comfortable the one thing that, that was surprising about this event that happened earlier this week was the new IMAX, the 27-inch, is going to have 5K resolution. Not 4K, which is the new standard that's coming out. For TVs. For televisions. Yeah. 5K. So even if you went and bought a brand new television, your new IMAX will still look better than that TV in terms of resolution. And that was pretty surprising how they were able to do that. They had to use a whole new display technology to make that happen. Uh, I can't wait to take a look and see how that looks. Very cool. Yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to seeing the new iPads. They're even thinner now. I don't know how they get these things thinner. Oh, it's, it's like where did how how is the battery even in there? What was interesting that Apple said is from the time that they launched the iPad, so in the this four-year span, yeah, they sold 225 million units, and in, in that in four Isn't that years, crazy. It's amazing, but I think it's peak because what we saw earlier this year was the tablet sales were going down. And everybody was wondering, what can Apple do to, to entice people to buy a new tablet? And we were talking about this off-air earlier, that an iPad 2, if you bought one, it still works really good. Yeah. So their tablets are kind of like PCs in the fact that you don't upgrade them every year or every two years like smartphones. You can hold on to them for a couple of years. They'll still work. And um, I think that's one of the reasons why they're having trouble selling these tablets, especially when you have a market of, of Android tablets that are competing on price. You can get a brand new Lenovo tablet for like two hundred and eighty dollars, brand new, spanking new. Um, even yeah, but you know we're, we're seeing. You know, we talked last week about HP coming out with a new uh, tablet for one hundred twenty bucks. Yeah, uh, I think a seven inch, right? Uh, seven or eight inch. Yeah. yeah, but you know, at the end of the day, it's still not an iPad. Like if you ever used an iPad, it's just it's just good. It works. But the question is, what are you using it for? If you're just using it to watch content like Netflix, a cheaper tablet might might do the trick. Yeah, I guess. But, you know, I, I think a lot of people use it for a number of different things. I just find the iPad experience, it's just, it's it's easy, it works, and I don't have to monkey around with stuff. And it works within the entire ecosystem. Yeah, like, and that's the thing, the ecosystem, right? If you've got a, an iPhone, you obviously want to have an iPad so that you can use all the same apps. And on that note, uh, they also uh, announced that uh, Yosemite, the latest uh, operating system for their laptops and desktops, is available for download, download now. And that really ties in the Apple ecosystem now. So if you've got a, an iPhone and you're typing up an email and you go near your laptop, you can actually pick up finishing that email. It just automatically picks up yeah. for you. And you can finish that email right on the laptop. It knows. A call comes in. You can actually take that call if you want on your on your laptop, on your Air, mm-hmm. MacBook Air. Provided that you're on the same Wi-Fi network. Yes. Then, then you're able it to is, take that I mean, call. I'm looking forward to actually putting that thing onto my MacBook Air. We're going to go to the phone lines here. we got Don in Coquitlam. Hey, Don. Hey, Don, are you there? I think Don has fallen off the, uh, <laughs> the line. 604-280-9898. If you're phoning long distance, 1-877-399-9898. We're going to have to take a break here when we come back. Some of your calls. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. We're taking your calls, 604-280-9898, 1-877-399-9898. If you're phoning long distance, jump here to Paul in Vancouver. Hey, Paul. 
Hi there. Hi, Hi. guys. Hey, I have a question about TV. Yeah. I want to use picture-in-picture picture function. Yes. And I want to be able to switch from back and forth from one TV channel to another. So if I hook up a, an external uh, TV tuner to my TV yeah. and route it through my picture-in-picture, picture, can I get a picture-in-picture picture function like we used to have in our analog TVs? And, and what do you want to, you just want to be able to see that other picture? You want to record it or? I just want to be able to see it. I want to watch one TV channel and have another TV channel in the picture in picture. Yeah. And switch back and forth at will. And and what are, are you, what cable service are you using right now? I'm using uh, Novus Cable in downtown Vancouver. Mm, good question. Any thoughts there, Andy? I know like Optic TV uh, has the ability to have like picture in picture, you know, the TELUS uh, service. Some TVs have that built in, that functionality. You can yeah. have picture in picture. But if you were looking for two different signals coming in, that's where it's going to get tricky. Yeah. Because it would almost have to be built in inside the TV. Yeah, you t- might check out the Hapage uh, um, uh, line of TV tuners. Uh, these um, are boxes that uh, you know offer, well, recording, like kind of a PBR recording functionality into computers. Uh, so they might have the capability to do the... Uh, the picture-in-picture there. I'll open that up to the listeners if they know any other devices that would allow them to do that through his Novus uh, cable uh, network. Novus, again, is a uh, a provider here downtown Vancouver for a number of the, uh, the high-rise yeah. uh, condos. Uh, they've got some pretty high speeds there, too, from what I... Oh, they're, yeah, they have some great internet speeds going through. 604-280-9898, taking your calls and questions today. Uh, Google announcing their latest version of their Android operating system, which they name after Desserts. Yes. The latest one, Andy? It's Well, it, it, they first called it Android L. We didn't know what the L stand for, but it stands for lollipop. <laughs> I didn't know lollipops were a dessert. I think they're naming them after candies because the last version was Kit Kat. Yes. And I don't know how many people are going to think Kit Kat is a dessert. Well, but for, for my kids it is. <laughs> Any candy is a dessert. That's, that, that's a true point. But uh, Lollipop, it's the new Android version. It's going to be released with their new Nexus phones and tablets coming up later on in the year. I think the pre-orders are starting pretty soon. Um, previous phones, you, those upgrades will happen. And this is one of the problems that Apple always kind of mentions about Android is that it's fragmented. You have oh, different yeah. phones with different versions. And the problem is, is you've got players like Samsung who will use, say, KitKat on their new Galaxy S5, but then they put their own layer on top of it. So it's not a pure Android experience. So you have to wait for Samsung to release the new Android update for those phones. Whereas if you have a phone that has the pure Google, whether it's a Motorola or a Nexus line, as soon as that upgrade comes and it's available, you should be able to update your phone with that. And um, that's one of the reasons why I like... I think, see, and that's the problem I have with Android in general, Andy, and I know you're an Android lover. Yes. It's... I think for a large number of people, confusing. It can to, be to to do these upgrades. You know, with the Apple phones and even with Microsoft, uh, you know, with Windows, um, you know, the upgrade comes along and it just kind of works on most of the devices out okay. there. And if you look at Apple, especially on their iOS uh, platforms, you know, the smartphones, uh, the iPhones, and the the iPads, uh, they have probably the highest upgrade uh, adoption rate of any operating system out there. Which makes it a lot easier for developers, and I think users in general. Well, the thing is you have, you have to keep catching up to it because when they make these updates, and say you have an older iPhone and you update to the new iOS 8.1, 
you'll notice that your phone's really slower. So suddenly you're like, oh, I think I need a new phone. Where, where with, with Android, as long as you don't upgrade and the phone works and it's fine with you, then you're, you're going to be okay. But that's one of the problems with I have with Apple is they force you to upgrade all the time. And then they end the support for previous older generation phones or uh, computers. So you have to keep running. Like, think about how many yeah, people but how still... Old's too, how old's too old? I know you always use Windows XP as an example. Yeah, you can 13 still... years, you could I use know, that. But that's, I mean, that's a long time. <laughs> but if it ain't broke, like a... don't fix it is my... You know, I know, saying. but we're talking technology that is like updating itself like every week. Yeah, but majority of people, Mike, don't want to always have to update. They're like, I'm No, I, I get happy. that. But from a user experience, uh, I think you, you have to look at Apple, especially on the smartphone and tablet side. It's just, it's a clean, easy experience. And yes, some of the older stuff, and, you know, it, it's a few years old, uh, is not able to upgrade anymore. But one thing I have to say about Google, and they made this great um, feature when they put KitKat out, is they made that operating system run on only 512 megabytes of RAM. So even older phones, if you were to upgrade with KitKat, it would still run faster. So it's a really slick operating system that doesn't take too much processing power for your phone, which leaves you to use that processing power for other apps, which was a great feature because I remember when Windows Vista came out, it used so much processing power on your laptop that a lot of people had problems with it. It was so slow. You couldn't multitask with different programs. And uh, they realized they made a mistake. And then Windows 7 fixed all those problems. They made a more slick version of it so that it didn't take too much of your uh, horsepower inside your device. The contest this week, Andy, what do we got? We're giving away a pair of SafeSound alternative earbud attachments. We see so many of these new earbuds that have uh, noise-canceling features, but that's not really good if you're going to go running outside or you're going to go for biking because you can't hear your surrounding environments. With the SafeSound, also known as AirBuds attachment, it's going to allow you to hear the surroundings of your environment. And these are just little attachments that you put on your, on your current earbuds, whether they're the Apple earbuds or from a different brand, and it will still allow you to get great sound, but you can also hear your surrounding environment. So it makes it great for runners, cyclists, anybody that just needs to know what's going on around them when they're listening to their music. Go to our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com, and hit on the contest tab to enter and win a pair of Safe Sounds alternative earbud attachments. When we come back from the break, App of the Week with Christina, you're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here broadcasting live across the Chorus Radio Network. Well, it's that time of the week to find out what Christina's favorite app is. What do you got for us? This week, I have an Android app called Bill's Reminder. So this one's, I think the name is pretty self-explanatory, but it actually reminds you when you need to pay your bills. Not for people named Bill to remind them of stuff. No, not for people named Bill. Although so, people named Bill could also use this. <laughs> so do I really need like a whole app for this? Like why, why would I want this? Well, it lets you set up all of your bills in one place and it actually gives you notifications as they're coming due. So you can actually categorize them as uh, coming due, overdue, uh, etc. And is this something that you would actually use? Yeah, you know what? I recently got a new credit card, and on that first month, just because that uh, card 
payment wasn't on in my regular repertoire. I was a couple days late. So I definitely see a value in something like this. And it actually lets you customize things like currency as well. And how much does this cost? It's free from Google Play. But so why is it free? Are they going to take my information on like how badly I'm owing money and send me like payday loans and stuff? Yes, Mike, you are the center of the universe and everyone really wants your information. I think they do. Uh, cool. So you can't buy like a, a premium version or anything. It's just... No, it's free and it, the... Um, the software developers who have, or the app developers who have developed this actually say that it's going to be free forever. Good to know. And that's uh, Bill's Reminder, available on the Google Play Store and free. Check it out. Can we get the contest again, Andy? We're giving away a pair of safe sounds. These are alternative earbud attachments. You attach these to your existing earbuds, and it allows for you to hear what's going on in your environment when you're wearing them. You just got to go to our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com, and enter for the contest. And, of course, we all have contests every week, so it's something that you want to visit all the time. And don't forget to check our YouTube channel, Get Connected TV Show. All one word is the channel, and you can watch all the latest segments that we've been doing. we got a lot of web segments as well that you won't see on the TV show, so you want to check that out as well. Get Connected TV Show is the channel you want to search for in YouTube. Well, I just got back from the uh, Soho Conference in Toronto this week, Andy, and uh, it's actually coming up in Vancouver at the end of the month. We'll have uh, Mo on from Soho next week to get a little more information about that. Uh, that's at soho.ca. Uh, it was interesting. It's at the Toronto Convention Center, Andy, and uh, it's just so funny how these big uh, convention centers shake down all the little exhibitors for mm -hmm. every last thing, like the power outlets and the Internet. Really? Yeah, and so there was a few uh, exhibitors there that were using their own little, you know, uh, smartphone hotspots and little rocket sticks to get internet access to their booths. But um, when the convention center found out, they I don't know how they did it. They blocked it. Really? Yeah, because then they shake you down to make you pay $1,000 for internet access. I, I just still find that weird. Like we're seeing cities, like the city of Surrey has announced that they're going to make public Wi-Fi available. But if you go to like a hotel, they still charge you for, for having internet. And it's such a... A basic thing it should be like water like just or air yeah. yeah but it, it was just so interesting I, I know uh we talked about this on a show back uh, a few weeks ago uh the marriott one of the marriott's down in the u.s uh, at their convention center uh they blocked their exhibitors from using their own internet access devices and the fcc came in and fined them really for it. yeah because it's illegal to block that down there so i'm going to look into that a little bit more up here and see uh See what's going on. Well, yeah, because, you know, everything has changed so fast that the laws and the regulations really haven't caught up to it until something like this happens. And maybe someone like you comes across and says, hey, wait a minute, is this even allowed? Yeah, it's just so funny. Like, do some industries and companies just don't adapt to, like, technological change? Like, uh, you can get Internet access on any type of device nowadays, and for them to shake down people like that for more money is crazy even if someone has their own personal smartphone and they said oh if you're in our convention center you can't use your uh data plans inside yeah. here so you know that that would really make me mad so i can imagine what an exhibitor would feel like if they can't use their own internet to put out their own exhibit and have to go through the convention center so all the time we have left for today's show, I want to thank the Get Connected team that helps put uh, our show and the TV show together. And, of course, Andy Brar, my co-host and producer, uh, as well as, well as uh, Luke on the controls. This is Mike and Andy and Christina logging off for Get Connected. We'll see you again next time. <laughs>